Hey, Lee, thank you so much for being here today with me. This is really a super, uh, super honor to be here with you. I'm a big fan of crazy shit in real estate. That's for sure. It's a good I'm a one. big fan of that jewelry you have on, sister. Yeah. Th well, thanks. I've got my, my camera backwards here a second. Thank you. <laughs> this is my first year, so I'm the class of 2020 for RPAC and for, yeah, President Circle. In fact, I will share with you, or, or I want to tell you that last time I saw you was at the Fountain Blue Hotel when we were down there in Miami oh, Beach. The last good yeah. event before Corona. President Circle, remember? Oh, I know. And so we were, oh, I humans. saw I chatted with you briefly outside the Caroline Kennedy um, conversation that we all had there. And uh, my most recent podcast was about that clock in the lobby. I don't know if you remember it, but it's a, it's okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll launch right into the clock because that's kind of a way that this was the last time I saw you. And so it was kind of memorable, but in the lobby, when you check into the fountain blue, if you kind of turn back to the left, there's a gift shop behind you, a little right. like sundries short, right next to it is a grandfather clock. And it's kind of off to the side. And I didn't really like pay attention to it at first. And then my boyfriend, Brian looked at it and he's like, Christy, this thing is funky. Come look at this. And it, the face of the clock was a hologram. And the, the numbers were all around like a regular clock face. And when you looked at it, the, the hands of the clock didn't quite look right. And so we stood there for a second. And pretty soon this hologram of this old lady came up. And she looked at the time. And then she backed up. And then she took a cloth and she cleaned part of the screen. And then she backed up. And then when it was time for her to change the time, she came to the screen and she erased the line to draw a new minute. And then she got out her Sharpie and she draw, drew the new minute to whatever it was from 428 to 429 or whatever. And then she'd disappear and then it would kind of, you know, whatever. And then the next minute, here she is. And so my last week's podcast was about the ability to sometimes erase some bad minutes in your world. But isn't that the funkiest clock? It's so creepy. It, totally. So it's like how many people are in that lobby and like we were all there. It was, you would have walked by it when you left the elevators and went toward the conference area. It would have been on your right, right around the corner when you passed the, the, the reception. And I never desk. noticed it. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, that's where we were. And so it's kind of a, a good thing to talk with you. And it had just, that was our last time together after this whole. And now I want to go back to Miami so I can go in the lobby and see this clock. Check it out. Yeah, I actually Googled it and it's from some um, uh, Martin Bass, I guess. I don't know. It's some feed of something. I, they're, they're one of a kind stuff. I don't think you can buy them, but I don't know. It's fascinating. Totally it's probably some artist who gave it to the Fontainebleau for. Yeah some special memory. Mm -hmm. I think so. I think so. Really, really cool. So when we, when I saw you there, we kind of chatted because before that I saw you at another event and inspired people to do podcasting. And you had talked about some of the things to do. And, you know, that's when I started to subscribe to your show and others and kind of got pretty excited about um, the idea of what I could do in the world of podcasting. So right after you and I saw each other in, in uh, February at the Fontainebleau, I launched the dependent agent. I felt there was a need for there to be a good open dialogue about dependency, addiction, and mental health in real estate. And, and little did you know the coronavirus would hit us. Boom, boom, it was like <laughs> horrible, yeah. So then I was like, well, let's talk about how, because I'm a recovering addict. I, I went to rehab November 8th of 2017, and 
just celebrated my thousandth day sober on August 5th. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So when I, in my leadership in real estate, which I know you and I have some connections and some similar pathways, I'm kind of coming up through Texas and you're in North Carolina and, you know, NAR and all that fun stuff that I'm just scratching the surface on. By the way, I got into the 2021 NAR Leadership Academy. Did you? So thank you. So I'm super list, excited. I didn't memorize all the names on it yet. Yeah, oh. it's okay. It's okay. It was okay. It was just, I was just like, whoa, so cool. But through this path of leadership, I started to recognize some of our things we might need to watch in terms of how we're portraying ourselves and what kind of reputation or community we're developing in real estate because so much of it revolves around alcohol. And I'm a big fan and I'm a big fan of a good time. And obviously I was a big fan of the booze because I was a little too big of a fan. But I just thought, you know, you are such a good, strong, powerful voice. And I know that you're always very kind of conscientious of, of us as a realtor body. And I just kind of wanted your feedback on the issue of some of the mental health challenges. I know we got crazy, right? But then this. And so I just kind of would love to have your insight just a little bit on the general topic and you know, have a convo. Well, you know, on the general topic, everybody knows I get up at 4 a.m. and I go to bed at nine o'clock. And so part of the reason for that is I'm wired to be a morning person. Uh-huh. But the other one is trouble happens after nine o'clock at night. I and mean, it's one of the things my dad told me coming up is nothing good happens after curfew. So you may as well be home. And I've seen it in realtor world. I've had to scrape too many people up out of the bottom of elevators I've had to go find a a member's pocketbook that she left at a bar and then couldn't remember where it was. We don't know how we got her back. And I've seen the, the over the top behaviors. And I I feel like it's prevalent in our world because realtors have to be so on stage at home in their markets. And then they go to an event and they feel like it's their one safe place to cut loose. And then they don't know how to moderate that. And so we do see it to the point where it's a constant conversation with the Young Professionals Network that they're known as just Uh happy hour cocktail people, but our young realtors are doing amazing things in the profession and in their communities. But the message is getting lost because the YPN network has gotten a reputation that, you know, maybe is deserved, maybe not. I mean, that's a different discussion to have, but it's still, it flavors the work you're able to do later because you get colored by somebody else's behavior. And so I've always been the person at realtor events. Everybody knows this. I carry around a club soda with a lime in it. So it looks like I'm drinking. So I look like I'm sociable, but I, if I'm going to have a cocktail, it's later and it's with friends and it's in private and it's one so that I can function at when I get up to run. I know I will say that I've been drinking more during coronavirus time than I ever have in my life because Uh we're at home and frankly it's cheaper that way, but still it's. Yeah. Well, you talk about it here. I'm in Texas. We've got, you know, governor Abbott. One of the first things he did was, was make sure that bars and restaurants could deliver the booze, you know? So I was like, Ooh, but you know, it's just, it's just a, it's okay. And, and you know, it, I think, right. you, know, so, you know, like a recovering person, you often get colored as a teetotaler, carry hatchet kind of a person. You're going to destroy mm-hmm. the world. And no, you just knew where, where you personally were and had to make decisions that were the best for your health and for your family. That's all. And I just think that in, in our space, we don't, we don't do a good job of moderation, but frankly, Mm -hmm. realtors don't do a good job of moderation. Anyway, they work 
20 hours a day and then they yeah. put themselves in last place. They don't exercise. We have high rates of divorce. We have high rates of obesity in our profession. So we're, we're extreme people anyway, because of the, the drive that it takes to succeed. I mean, there's so many different ways you could parse it, but it does concern me and I've seen it and I'm, I miss my realtors when this coronavirus time hit, I miss the humanity. I don't necessarily miss the cocktail hours, although we've had a lot of conversation about that. The week that we're recording this has been leadership summit week. And yeah. typically you're in leadership stuff all day. And then you have social hours at night, which right. involve alcohol, but it's more than that. It's the, we sit down and we hear each other and we talk to each other. And I think it becomes belly to belly. Mm -hmm. that social lubricant more than anything, but yeah. I will say that on the, the other angle during the era that we're in outside of the substance piece, there's a lot of realtors that are in really challenging mental states right now because we are such a profession that's used to Rotary Club and BNI and client meetings. And we're used to being with other people in so that many outlet. ways, mm -hmm. hugs, church. I mean, all the places that we network, we're just networking people and that's been taken away. And I don't care who you are and what your story is. Zoom is not the same thing. It's just not. And so a lot of realtors are feeling really isolated and low. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with people around the country who feel like they're the only one until, I, and I include this in my presentations right now. Like if you think you're alone, I promise you, you're not. No. And they reach back out and they're like, Oh my God, I thought I was the only one. Something's wrong with me. I'm like, nothing's wrong with you. We're no. in a really challenging time and it's not the money because we're busy. It's right. the loss of interaction and relationships. So I, I'm so glad that you got your podcast going because it frankly yeah. could come at a better time because it's, it's not sexy to talk about mental health. No. Not sexy to talk about the medication that's available. One of my good realtor girlfriends, she texted me. She was all excited because she got her prescription refilled. And I said, I'm so glad that you did because I need you to, to do what you have to do to stay okay. Up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 That it gets real real. And you know, I, I think it just, after my experience and, and I did a lot of transformation myself personally over the last year, which has been wonderful, but I do think in our, in our new, in our new era in real estate, this conversation, yes, I just want to keep it going because I want people to know they're supported out there. They're not alone. They do. This is, this is, and this is uncharted territory too. This is uncharted yeah. waters. We don't really know even, you know, some of the ramifications. And so I think it's a good, a good topic. And and I hope as we move forward, maybe with a new dialogue about healthcare, that some counseling services might be available. I'm making a push here to kind of, you know, when you join an association to get some helpful resource numbers and just some ways to kind of give people some other avenues. Um, you know, NAR has got a new telehealth program out. And I know there's some advantages there, it right? Includes, so some, includes mental health. Cause I was a really yeah, proud of the yep. association that they made sure of that. And I got to show you this since you talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. numbers. Do you know anybody at the greater LA realtors? Where did my little book go? LA as in Los Angeles? Yes. So they yeah. lost a member to, I think it was, they lost her to suicide even. Uh -huh. so they, they put out a journal book, which has, of course, the greater LA stuff and it. it's got all the notes in the book. Yep. In the back, please, I pledge to call someone when I'm in need to be there to listen. And in the back of there, it's got the suicide prevention veterans crisis line. Yep. Substance abuse, gambling addiction, the Trevor Project, and the Los Angeles LGBT Center, and please call 911. And they put this oh. in the book that they gave oh. to all members. 
And so their president actually reached out to Vince Malta, who's the president of the National Association of Realtors, to say, can we do something more as an association to make sure that resources are out there? And of course, you know, as an association, you've only got so many fires you can put out at any time. (laughs) And there's a few big ones. (laughs) But the president in L.A. this year, Ryan Olhas, he and I were talking about the fact that it's, it's, it's because it's such a taboo topic. We'll talk about everything else. We talk about sex and religion and politics and abortion and guns and illegal immigration. And you talk about all these crazy clients and yeah. political items. And we don't want to talk about mental health boy, because that's too much. It's just crazy. Yeah. It feels like a sign of weakness, right? And we're in an environment where we're competitive and negotiations and, you know, you don't want to let your guard down. I experienced a little bit of that when I was coming out of it was a worry about how I was going to be treated as a professional yeah, I had some problems, but but I still had some acumen. I still had some, I could still do this job. If been at it 15 years, I can still do this stuff. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's good to, it, I'm so happy to hear about that. I didn't know about it. I'm, I'm kind of just breaking into the surface of what's already out there. Well, you may kind of, have Brian on your show. He'll be a good Oh, call. yeah, I will. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah, I will definitely reach out because we just, I would love there to be a little consistency or just to get this going a little bit in the era of compassion and support. It's not a bad also way to say, hey, we take care of a lot of others. Realtors are good neighbors, but we also take care of the inner soul too. And that's okay to call for help and say, I'm not doing so hot. And I need a little, I need a little, a little help and to build that, to build that conversation. Like the, with the shutdown that's happened with coronavirus, it's not just how our business has been affected, but the places that people have always been able to fill themselves back up, the number one being church or synagogue or mosque or temple or wherever it is that you go for a faith life. Those are one of the first places to get shut down. One of the hardest to get reopened. I mean, in Texas, you guys have had more chance to get them reopened. They're still not here. It's hit or miss. Yeah. is still very policed. And of course in Nevada, I still can't believe the Supreme court said casinos were okay, but churches were not, which also tells you that there's not support for, that development of community that mm-hmm. can solve a lot of the issues that happen in here that we do for and with each other. And there's it, realtors need to be willing to speak up for that stuff. Cause we yep. have to be, if we're going to help our communities it's always got to be more than houses. Cause there's so much more to our neighbors than just the real estate that they buy and sell. Yeah. 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 We, we, we are, we're inherent. We're, we're, we're built in our code to take care of each other and treat each other fairly and all that good stuff. And, Always remembering, yeah, number one, too. Hey, I know it's Leadership Week. Thank you. I'll, I'll just cut this one short for you so you can scoop, but it was just great to get a chance to broach the topic with you and, and kind of, again, keep a dialogue going. And um, I'm looking forward to some some comments and a little bit of, of chatter on the various outlets, the, the you know, the Facebook, Instagram, YouTube world, and see, see what we can get going and keep the dialogue going and support some of the good work that's out there. Thank you for bringing forward some of those you know, some of the efforts that are out there and just got to get a little more energy behind some of that good stuff. And I think it'll help take away some of the stress and anxiety that we're all feeling from the bad. And I'm just grateful that you're willing to get the conversation going. And I'm hopeful that more agents and brokers and volunteer leaders will share their own stories with you and help people see that it's not a, it's not a perfect world for anybody. And the more we realize that our imperfections are what are supposed to help drive us together, we can get people through even oddball times like a global pandemic and yeah that's what community is supposed to do and realtors are good at community we just we can't shy away from uncomfortable topics that's it that's it 
Thank you. Thank you so much for the few minutes we had. I appreciate it a lot. I'm at thedependentagent.com. I know you're at uh, Crazy Shit in Real Estate. I love it. I really love your love the content. It's always good learning something and, and keeping some sanity and levity in it too. That's always a good thing. That's the best it's, part. It's our business, right? It, it is. Yeah. And that, that helps the anxiety. And I, I watch it for some of my mental therapy. So thank you. <laughs> good laugh makes you feel Thanks good for all having the time. Me on the show and I can't wait to see what you do with this project. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.